can you use social media to get the highest benefits? Hi, thanks for listening. Hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology, motivation, people skills, and other areas in which we can develop who we are for ourselves and for the people around us. Today we'll be talking about social media and their influences. Now, Facebook, Twitter and the others have become so ubiquitous that it is almost hard for most of us to imagine a day without them. They have become very much intertwined with our life and work over a short period of time without us paying a lot of attention to it and to what they do to us. And it's very useful to be aware of their influences, both the good and the bad, and also how we can shape these media, tailor them for our benefit, so that we get the most of the benefits without getting a lot of the negatives. Also, it is very useful to be aware of the biases that they present. Social media were first invented as a social tool, that is, to help us stay in touch with those that we've lost contact with or who live far away from us. And this is still one of the purposes that social medias have but it's kind of fading in the background. Even though this is one of the most real benefits that we can really get the most from. Well, there are other aspects of social media. Some of them are negative, some are positive. So let's take a look at some of these aspects. For example, Social media, such as Facebook and Twitter, they have changed a lot about the way we communicate. That is, even as it makes communication easier, in a way, because you can more easily connect with people with similar background and interests, it does make that communication more shallow and less meaningful. We have a tendency these days to make quick connections without a lot of meaning. And there are studies that show that young people today become more depressed the more they use social media and that they find it increasingly more difficult to connect with people face to face. This gets amplified with the time that we spend on social media. And as Facebook and social media in general are becoming more and more ubiquitous, 
it is becoming more difficult to find different ways of communicating or avoiding social media, which is something that some people are actually trying to do these days. There have been several waves of people trying to quit social media, quit Facebook, and they found that it's not very easy to wean yourself out of its influence and it's very much like quitting smoking or using another drug. Using social media unchecked can become very addictive, which you can easily verify if you stop using it for a few days. If you're like me, you can become more than a little nervous. But then again, if you do it for a while, on some sort of a retreat, for example, you will see that you can do just fine and that it's almost a hassle to return back to it. So, it is useful to be aware of the addictive and habit-forming qualities of social media. Also about the ways it can shape our worldview as it becomes more and more replete with conspiracy theories and clickbait. Another thing that can be quite distractive is what we sometimes call FOMO or the fear of missing out, which is what we easily can get when we look at other people's profiles and their timelines. Because we all try to present ourselves in the best light. So we take the snippets, bits and pieces of the best or most attractive experiences and put that on Facebook. In a sense, we put our highlight reel, publish it for everyone else to see it, which is something that we used to only do, for example, with photos from vacations with our close and loved ones, where it was more proper. Well, now we do it with everyone. And even if we are equally happy and fulfilled and successful as the other people, this will create a mental imbalance that we have to make up for. So that when you see that your friends are on an expensive vacation or they're enjoying a great time and you're not at the moment. This can really impact your psyche. This will easily affect you in unhealthy ways. Unrealistic expectations. It is becoming more difficult to be happy or to be satisfied about what we have because we are always comparing it to what other people present. And we are all kind of participating in creating public personas for ourselves. The way we want others to perceive us. And viewed through these lens, nothing seems to be good enough. Nothing that we 
have or experience. We are comparing other people's highlight reel with our blooper reel, which is what we tend to focus on when it comes to ourselves. Everybody is much more focused on their foibles and their shortcomings than on other people's. We don't care about those. We do care about what they have that we don't. So FOMO. That alone can be a good enough reason to quit Facebook. Now, do we need to quit or do we have good enough tools to work with adjusting the social media to serve us, to benefit us more than they take away? And I think there are some tools for each of the social media. For example, I tend to use Facebook daily more than I should, but a little trick that I use is I always try to downplay what other people post in favor of things like special interest groups that I'm a member of that add to my life and enjoyment such as interesting events in the vicinity. And I always set it so that I see these things first, so that I know that I'm past the things that interest me. And I can just organize my day based on the events that I've found. I can communicate with a few people that I'm interested in, and that's it. And if I can do that once a day, it can be very beneficial to me because I can get a lot of useful and interesting information that I otherwise wouldn't get. It can also be useful if you make a rule that, for example, you will only use social media once a day at a particular time later in the afternoon. It can go a long way. Some other tips that I can suggest are only connecting with people that you know or people with whom you share a real interest of yours, who you want to connect with. So if you use these tips and others, you can actually make use of social media the way it was originally intended before the whole thing got hijacked by bots, politics, and advertisement. And you can actually use it to supercharge your real life, real life events and real life relationships. So think about these tips and which you can use to enhance your social media. And if you find something that I haven't mentioned, let me know. There are some things about social media that we need to be especially careful about and especially aware of. 
things like confirmation bias, the natural bias that we have hardwired in our brains to look for evidence for what we already believe. This will only be aided by various biases in the machine, in social media, that will readily figure out what you're interested in as a user and will start feeding you similar content because this is what you're already interested in and this is where your opinions can be strengthened and shaped and which can lead to selling you stuff. And we will talk more about biases in connection with social media and relationships and generally the way we see the world in one or more of future episodes. Until then, take a look at the way you use social media and what you can tweak to get more of the benefits. You are the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you think you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone you think might benefit from this podcast, tell your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to enrich your life, and through your actions, leave the world better than you found it.